welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Awesome. Hey, super good to be here. Uh, with you this morning, and uh, man, what a! It's so great to to praise God, man. I'm enjoying these carols as well, and the who's loving the carols? Super cool, super cool. It's great that we just didn't do one Sunday, and it's over. We've like taken all of December just to honour the carols, uh, and it's so good. Um, hey, this morning is, it's going to be a great fun morning actually, well it, it is and it's going to be because we're going to be sort of thanking people and we've got some amazing testimonies happening throughout the service. So if you're visiting with us today once again, we just uh, yeah, hope that you feel so welcome and are really enjoying uh, the service and just also just the love of God. You know he just lavishes his love on us, the Bible says and man, there's something so good about him. And so as we, uh, as we start off, actually, I just want to um, just mention a couple of things. Um, one, Kat Jeffcoat, uh, sorry, Kat Kennedy, my gosh, that is so old. <laughs> that's a lot, of, that's like five years ago. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're the front row too. <laughs> so, uh, Kat, we just think you're just amazing, along with Matt and Austin as well with his boogie. Uh, so... What a great family, and also um, just want to highlight a couple of things for these guys, actually. Kat has uh, taken the role as our international missions coordinator, um, which is pretty exciting. So this is a, this is a new role here. Uh, traditionally, it's been all kind of facilitated through senior pastors and over the years, and um, I know certainly coming to, into our season as being senior pastors here, we, I just knew it was going to look different in, in regards to the missions area specifically. And so this is so exciting that Kat is going to be taking point on this. And so that's correspondence and connection and overseeing teams and just doing our due diligence really well around that whole kind of thing. So that's super. Also, just to might as well mention this as well, Kat, every second week here oversees our mini movers uh, for our, um, a preschool age and runs a team here right through the year. And so... Just more power to you. How about we just give Kat an honour clap for that as well? So, I know, screaming on this over here. Worthy of screaming. Uh, also, just uh, in, um, just want to give a big shout out to Mitch and Lynn, who have overseen our interns this year as well. We had, we've had amazing interns, and this is, um, you know, Lynn is just deferring all praise and glory to Mitch right now. Uh, so, yeah, and so, Mitch, we just... Okay, specifically targeting you right now. Thank you for what you've done this year and, um, and just putting your hand up and then doing some great work and just sharing your care for others um, in this role. So, woo! <laughs> this is fun. Let's just go around the room. Ah, no. Um, <laughs> because everyone's in the dark. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Um, at the end of the service today, um, we're gonna we got a PowerPoint of this incredible family up here. We got that activated right now. Three, two, one, be alive. No, um, we are going to be collecting a koha, koha, a koha. Thank you for the lovely Lambourns. Uh, so. 
These, these guys, um, we love them, and they are going to Havelock North, if you didn't know that. Here we go. Aren't they just so handsome and beautiful all at the same time? And so we're going to be, uh, well, they're, they're going. We're sending them. Let's call this a sending and not a winting. Uh, and, and so we're going to be sending them with a love offering. And that isn't all just going to be coming from my pocket. Um, <laughs> I want to encourage you to just bless them. You know, as we um, give to them financially today, we're going to be investing into what God God's heart is for up in Havelock North. And so we just want to Honour them with a great gift as they go. And um, they've sacrificed plenty to do this. And we're just like, no, let's just bless them. Man, and God's going to be the supplier of their needs. And we're going to be one of those ways that he's going to supply. So that's going to be fun to be able to give. And so just during the service, just consider how you can do that. So we'll do that during the last song. And there'll be FPOS out the back available for that as well. So that is good. All right. Fasten your seatbelts for the Word of God. Uh, Psalm 22, uh, verse 22 says this, I will praise you, all my brothers. I will stand up before the congregation uh, and testify of the wonderful things you have done. There's something about sharing a testimony that is so in line with the Word of God. Obviously, in this moment, David was having a great moment. He was having a great day, and he could see what God had done, and he was like, I'm not going to hold this back and just keep this little goodness of God's goodness to myself. I'm actually going to share it. I'm going to testify to the whole uh, congregation and, and uh, just go for it. And, you know, this, this is a good thing. And this sounds like a great idea uh, when, when the wonderful things in our lives are, are highly noticeable. It's like, yeah, look at this. I just got this car given to me and I just want to testify uh, to the goodness of God. But, you know, uh, when it's really obvious, that's really easy. But sometimes, uh, you know, we live life with unfinished business. It's hard. It's, uh, it's not. And, and I don't know about 2016 for all you guys, you amazing people from the front to the back, whether it's been a, a year where you can look back on and go, man, I've got testimonies. I got like, just like, look at this. Woo. And, and like the testimonies of God's goodness uh, just being revealed through your life, or whether this year has actually been uh, a really hard year, a tough year when you're like, man, I've just got loose ends, I've got unfinished business, and, 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 and I've got disappointment actually. I look back on this year and it didn't actually work out like I, I thought this year was going to be. And, and so we read in Psalm 13, because that's, this is David, right? This is just like a few chapters earlier, and David's having one of these moments. He's like, how long? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? This isn't a great moment for David right here, is it? It's like, oh. Oh, he's wanting like one of those moments where he's like, I want to show off God's goodness. And, and here he is, though, just being real, just being real about where he is in his life again. And, and like I was saying, you may have some unanswered questions about God or about how your year's been. And maybe that's at home, that's at work, it, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe you've lost a loved one uh, this year. And, and you're like, man, I just want to see God's goodness 
revealed on this earth. And, and David writes another psalm and he says, you know, I'm going to position my life because I believe that I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And he goes on in that psalm, the same psalm, Psalm 13. And in verse 5, he says this, after all those unanswered questions, all that frustration and all those, like all the tough spaces, he says, but, but, I don't know what your but is here today, I know your butt is with you today, but he says, but I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. You know, you read all the Psalms and there's such a, a mixture, a melee of these great moments and these desperate moments, these moments where his enemies are trying to take him out and trying to kill him. And then he, at the end of his Psalm, inevitably in this conversation with God, he has his but. He says, I will trust. In other Psalms, he says, but I will tell my soul to praise God, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of what I can't see, and I just, I'm confused, you know, but I will trust in God. I will trust in Him. I was talking with Ricky Lee before the service. Yeah, this lady has got so many incredible nuggets of goodness. And um, we're just talking about this, actually. And she said, you know, just in, in light of us being God's children, you know, we just don't get to see the big picture all the time. And, and Richard Black says this great thing. He says that uh, children are great recorders of life, but poor interpreters. And I know that maybe there's been some really, real hard stuff out there for you, and it hasn't gone well. But maybe there's things out there for you that God is seeing the big picture in. And He's Daddy God, and you're like going, man, I'm, I'm reading this. The way I'm reading this, God is not with me. And I want to tell you and just encourage you today to just put your hope and put your trust in God. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is seeing your life in its entirety and He won't give you what you're not ready for. He is a good, good heavenly Father. So this morning, we're going to celebrate a few more things and hear some testimonies today. And, and I want to, just as you, you're hearing these great things that are happening in other people's lives, but you're looking at your own life, I want to encourage you just to go, you know, that person's victory is my victory too. That person's breakthrough could be my breakthrough too. And let the encouragements of others be a reminder of where your true north is. Not something to isolate you from, from God saying, you know, that could never happen for me. That hasn't happened for me. How will it ever happen? But let God, let others' breakthrough become your breakthrough. There's this really odd verse in um, Revelations 9 verse 10, and it says this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I've always thought this is a really weird sounding verse in, in my mind. It's like, what? The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophety, prophecy? It's even more weird when you say it wrong. <laughs> Do you know, it's just saying that anything that God has done, whether it's a testimony that you've observed or whether it's in the spoken word, whether it's something that, you know, you've heard about, it, it, in, 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 the seed of, in, the, in the fact of that testimony, there's a seed of God's breakthrough for each one of our lives. Every time a testimony is spoken out, it comes with God's prophetic 
mandate, his prophetic insight to repeat that same miracle in someone's life. Isn't that amazing? The testimony of Jesus, when we, when we testify about the goodness of God, it actually it unleashes the, the, the do it again. The, it can be done again. It can, and that's why encouragement, that's why we love hearing about great things because it releases hope in us. And, and, and so let's celebrate the great things in other people's story. And so when we, when we share a testimony, we're actually recreating the atmosphere for this miracle to be duplicated and greater miracles to happen. And testimonies, they place, lot, they place courage into our life, don't they? They place courage into our hearts. And, and today, if you're pursuing a breakthrough, if you're pursuing like, you know, God's best for your life, be encouraged, fully celebrate like God's goodness and, and let them be like the, the first light of dawn. You know, the first light, sometimes if you're in a dark space and you're looking for like, where's the end of this tunnel? Where's the hope? Where, what does that look like? Let the testimony of someone else be like the first light of dawn. You know, that proverb says, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. So come on. Oh, so good. Hey, guys, so cool to be home with you guys. Let's put our hands together one more time for these guys. That's so awesome. If you haven't seen on Facebook, Rich has actually just got a new album out on Spotify, which is really cool. So check that out. It is awesome. And uh, man, it's so nice to be back with you guys. And we've got some more things to celebrate. Um, and what we're going to do right now is we're actually going to celebrate some of the awesome people that have completed Thrive Discovery this year, um, which is cool. We've been running this course, uh, Lynn and I, uh, throughout the year, each term, and we've seen a lot of awesome people come through. And Thrive Discovery is all about discovering who you are in Christ and a bit more about the DNA of Thrive Church, learning how to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself, move in the gifts, understanding how you're designed, how you're wired, hearing the heartbeat of the Father and seeing that flow through your life and everyday living. So Lynn, would you like to come up and join me? And uh, Lynn is going to call some people out who've been doing this course with us today. And we just want to celebrate each one of these incredible people and give them a certificate. So I can hand hold these and you. you can do the talking. So um, if you know that you're getting a certificate today, you've been contacted and the rest of it, it'd be great if you just start moving forward. Otherwise, it's going to take a long time to call you one by one. So we're starting at the beginning of the alphabet. So, um, with surnames. So, please move forward, guys. Awesome. So, starting with Rachel and Dan. Rachel. Awesome. Come on up, Rachel. You have to hop up. I actually and can't see a thing. Thank you. Awesome. Good job. Need to get a hug too. Well done. Awesome. Okay. Hugs for Dan too. You can give him one from me. Okay. Joe Gardner. Yay. You've got to come up so everybody can see you. That's right. <laughs> well done. Awesome. You. you want to stand on it. Yeah, awesome. Kerry and Blair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well done. Yeah, Kerry. Oh, you know, we're glad to have you. Well done. <laughs> 
Mary Lou. Yes. And Beck and Aaron. You've got to have something to take away to prove you've been here. <laughs> Zoe. Awesome. You got there, Zoe. So he's one of those who, who picked it up in different stages through the year. Yeah. Emma. Yay. Oh, Emma. Sorry. We'll, we'll find the other Emma. Emma and Hayden. Oh, oh. you're in here somewhere. That's okay. I might have you in my office. And there we are. Oh, there you are. Oh, hey, guys. I didn't see you there. Wow. Hey, well done. Well done, well done guys. So do we have Emma McClintock here today as well? Yes. Well done. Here we are. Good times. You know, background music would be real awesome. You know, a little bit of a... Yeah? Come on. Wayne and Lynn. Well done. Going to give some music now. <laughs> yeah, Matthew, here you go, Matt. That's good. That's good, Matt. Julie Shelley. Extra special for Julie. It was a very difficult time of her life when she was going through, and she just kept coming, kept coming, and yeah, well done. On. Now. The amazing Neil Taylor. Yeah. Come on! Yay for Neil! <laughs> He's a man who's at everything, always helping, and just so consistent in every way. Really appreciate you. And another one, just like that, Ricky Lee. Yes. Well done, Ricky Lee. Thank you. Now, um, Mary Uden is not here, but Gavin is. So, Gavin, can you come up and just get Mary's certificate for her? And we'll even give you a hug to give her when you get home. <laughs> and Marit. There we are. Congratulations. Yeah. And Kelly. Kelly is here somewhere. Come on, Kelly. Yes. Well done, Kelly. Thank you. Excellent. And thank you to Jared for stepping in, especially this last course where I wasn't able to be at a couple of the sessions, a couple of the weeks, but it's just been great working together and refining as we go. And uh, loving actually the smaller group environment that we've had that we can actually yeah. really interact a bit more. So it's been really cool. Thank awesome. you, Jared. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Lynn.
Awesome. Hey, um, we've got some more testimonies and some more fun videos to do and, and things like that. But I actually just want to share for a few minutes. I've just been away in Vanuatu um, for a couple of weeks, helping do a youth camp over there with some of the team from Gateway New Life and some guys from Hamilton. And just want to share a few highlights. Uh, in, in Vanuatu, we've got actually quite a few New Life churches um, in Port Vila and then in the outer islands. So Vanuatu is, is made up of a lot of, um, lot of islands, as often the islands are, and uh, I went there last year to Port Vila, which is their capital, to help them do a trial camp. Um, in, in Vanuatu culture, you don't do youth camps, and there's not a lot of significance placed on youth. So all the local churches, they focus on their adult ministry, and if you have teenagers or anything like that, there's not really a lot of value placed on you until you become an adult. Um, but the New Life churches over there are, are really looking to shift that culture value and, and, and run these youth camps, which is really just countercultural. And so we've doing these. Camp, they did this trial camp, and kids were coming last year, grabbing boats and ferries, you know, 12, 14 hour ferries, um, to come to this camp where they just live off bread and rice, um, pretty much for the whole week. Uh, and then they go home. So I went last year with Jack Reedman and we had a blast and I, I came back going, you know, that was a really cool experience, God, but it's really hot and sweaty uh, over there. And Lord, I feel as though I'm called to air-conditioned ministry. And uh, these were my exact words. It's like, Lord, when you do itinerant ministry, itinerant ministry, Lord, this is how it works. It's your reward as a pastor from normal ministry. And it's almost like a week holiday ministry and you go places, you get picked up, you stay in nice places. But when you do Island ministry, God, you just you just have to walk everywhere and it's hot and you just eat rice and you get stomach cramps and you don't sleep well and Lord, this really isn't my style. I like camping in New Zealand where it's cool and the only things that want to eat me are the people I'm with because we get so hungry because we're bad shots when we're hunting. But island ministry, Lord, everything just wants to eat me. And I'm not a fan. God, not a fan. And they wanted me to come back and I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll send some young bucks over instead and they can cut their teeth and, you know, do some uh, itinerant ministry and stuff like that. And that was my thinking because um, I was getting a little bit soft. And I went to national conference this year and I'm, I'm with this line of youth pastors and we're being prophesied over. And the guest speaker comes up to me and says, I feel like God's saying that you're called to missions. And I'm thinking, air-conditioned ministry, Lord, air-conditioned. And he goes, um, and specifically, I feel like God is saying you're called to the islands. And I was like, hmm. And then he goes, and specifically within the islands, he's called you to remote islands within the islands. And this camp coming up was in Malakula, and it's not really somewhere you go. It's in a place called Lakatora in Malakula, and... Like where we stayed, it was awesome. There was this mosquito net over my bed, which was my lifeline because my mosquito net window was broken. And we had these giant centipedes that were poisonous and you would just like kill those things when you saw them. And I would wake, wake up like completely tangled in my mosquito net. I like to pretend it was my spider web of disappointment because it would just do nothing. And I kept getting these massive, I'd wake up in the morning and my ankle was just on fire with mozzie bites and it wasn't until the in the last day, I realised that my mozzie net, which was right by my ankle, was broken and it wasn't keeping the mozzies out and my net would pull up during the night and it was too hot and so you're just sleeping there with your legs out, being eaten alive and he says, so you're called to the islands, you're called to the outer islands and then lastly, God wants you to know, don't resent where I'm sending you and I was like, oh, Lord, air-conditioned ministry. 
And so I, I, I got really excited, though, leading into it, because I just love adventure and I love the unknown. So I went to, to the storm camp, and we run storm camp here, and it was their first storm camp. And I've got on my heart for Canterbury as a region, um, for us to have this cool thing where we are partnering with another camp over in the islands. And so what we did is we actually managed to use some of the money that we got through our camp registrations to buy a projector for their storm camp and take it over there so they could have a projector for their camp that's going to stay in the local church there but then travel to the storm camps. Um, next year's storm camp is another hour closer to the equator. We just keep getting closer and closer to the equator. And I, I managed to get acclimatised to the heat because when I came back down south towards the capital, I was like, man, it's a bit cold. And the locals there saying, man, it's too hot today. And I was like, oh, and then I came back to New Zealand and I nearly died. Uh, but at this camp was over there. It was just so much fun. And, and they speak three languages. And because I was white, they just figured that I was the smartest person around. And I'd have these conversations with them. They'd go, how many languages do you speak? And I'd be like, well, I speak English and tongues. And they're like, really? We speak our language, we speak English, and we speak French, and we're like primary age. Like, how do you only know one language? I was like, guys. And they just referred to me as white men and too civilised. That's how I knew they were talking about me, because they go, yada, 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 white man, yada, yada, too civilised. By the end of it, I was one of the boys, and no one said too civilised anymore. And uh, it was so much fun. They would just look at me, and they would laugh, like, White guys shouldn't be doing this. You, you shouldn't go spearfishing at night with broken torches. It's not what you do. And why are you running? And why are you carrying half a cow over your shoulder? And it's like, man, listen, we found the meat and we carried it to camp. It was so much fun. And while I was there, I messaged our prophetic team that we have here at Thrive. I said, like, what, what do you feel like God is saying? Because I had something on my heart that I felt like God was wanting to, it was almost like take their connection from Him um, and replug it into the Father's heart. It was almost like they were plugged into the side, not into the heart. And they, they messaged back all these words saying, basically, we just feel like the Father heart wants to reconnect with his kids. He just wants to reconnect. And I just, throughout the camp, um, my role was just really bringing the word that the Father's just so in love. And I had this thought while I was there because I was just so homesick. I was, I was for some reason, really missing Sam Nimmo a, a whole lot. Um, I was just like, God, where is Sam? I just miss Sam and I miss Thrive and then I miss my wife and then I just started like when I was there I was like oh god I just miss my family and I had that realization it was about eight days in and I was so heartsick I was just lovesick um, missing my Thrive family and missing my own personal family and that realization that God who is love was heartsick he was lovesick for thousands of years, waiting for Christ to come back and reconnect his kids to the Father heart again. And so I just want to thank everyone who was there praying for us. We had an amazing time, saw heaps of people baptized in the Holy Spirit, and a whole lot of people just reconnect with the Father's heart, which is really, really cool. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Let that testimony prophesy over your life and over your breakthrough uh, into your situation, whether it's even, even if it's completely different, God is a God of breakthrough. He isn't holding your past against you. He's not thinking that because you've done this, this, and this, I can't possibly bless you. All the judgment of our lives fell on Jesus Christ so that we now have become the righteousness 
source of Christ through Christ Jesus. That's the source of our breakthrough. He's the one. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And I just want to encourage you today to lean on him, to lean on his blessing, to lean into him again. He is so good. All right, we're going to just thank a couple more people here this morning before we wrap up this today. So first up, I just want to give a big thanks to Gareth Delmeda, who's here this morning. He has run our guys' ministry uh, this year and ran an epic camp at the start of the year and then an eight-week course of Fathered by God. And these guys were so blessed. I had ones coming to me and, and seeing uh, people activated, these men activated in prayer as well was incredibly exciting. And then we've also established our brotherhood prayer ministry as well in the last month. So how about we just put our hands together for Gareth to Today, thank you so much, Gareth. We really appreciate you, mate. Um, and then uh, the last person we just want to um, make mention of this morning, and this um, comes with a, a bit of in-house stuff that this guy does, and then also a qualification that he's been working on. And so this person is Samuel Nimmo. Samuel, um, you could come to the front, actually, because uh, we have... Um, like Samuel's just finished a degree in th- theology, in theology. It's taken a few years, and so I just thought maybe we've got a few, we've got a couple of t-shirt designs here. That if you were here a few weeks ago, Josh was speaking about the the Sam t-shirt thing. So I just thought maybe we could do that one. Sam loves theology, or Sam is the king of theology. So yeah, king of theology right here. So man, just this this young guy, he like. Rocks into Laidlaw at the age of 18 and says, uh, I want to finish. I'm not, I'm not going to finish my last year of high school. I'm going to start a degree in theology. Who does that? <laughs> like, mate, what an epic step uh, for your call in life and into ministry. And we just don't doubt that you've got uh, great things ahead in life and ahead in ministry. Like, there's such an awesome, like Sam carries such a great spirit around his life. He's been uh, PA to Deb and I for the last couple of years and um, and communicating like all the stuff around the church and so many different tasks and Sam has gone above the call of duty. Like he, we pay him a day a week. He easily does two, two and a half, three days a week voluntary here as well and so we just want to make that known that this guy is investing his life into his uh, role in ministry here. And we just we just want to honour you today, bro. Just for for what you've done, like for the achievement that you've um, you know you have with your degree, slightly better than my certificate of evangelism. Um, that's all right. Uh, and <laughs> and and I lost my train of thought with that one. Um, so I think we've got a couple of other things actually that um, there's a few other guys here that just want to honour you with uh, today. So how about we take. We'll take Jared's first. Ah. That's right. Because he's also becoming an Amish Father Christmas. Yeah. Woo! That's right. Come on. Let's just put our hands together again for Sam. Thank you, Rose. Lots of love. Sam. Oh, he's just going to derobe. 
<laughs> no one's going to be giving God attention. Everyone's going to be looking at that beard in the song. That's all right. Leave it on. All right, how about we stand up and just, just want to pray for everyone this morning and Maybe you're here today and, and you realize that I've, I've, you're, you're not plugged in to the Father heart of God. And you're like, man, what's, I feel disconnected with this, with this story of promise around my life. I just don't, I haven't got a story where there's hope, where hope is alive. And I want to just remind you, maybe for the first time, tell you that, you're, that true hope is found in Christ Jesus that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to the Father is through the Son. And that is the only way to promise. That's the only way to freedom and joy. Man, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. And that is a great space to live in. And that is a now thing. It's not like kingdom of heaven when you die. That's, it's only there. It's like, man, heaven now heaven now, God's heart for you now. If you want to step into a relationship with Jesus this morning, just with every eye closed and head bowed, I just wonder if in this moment you just raise your hand. If you're here today and you're like, God, I just want to step into this kind of connection through Christ Jesus, then just lift your hand. If you're here right now and maybe you've walked away from God and you're like, man, I want to, I just know that it was better when I was with Him. How about right now? You just lift your hand to God and no one's looking. We've just got one person who's just looking out for those who raise their hand only so that you could be supported and, and uh, just connected with. So if that's you today, just take, a, take a, just take a breath in and say, you know, God, am I walking with you? Do I need to lift my hand in this moment? If that's you, I just want to, the last time, just invite you just to connect with grace, to connect with freedom, connect with righteousness, peace, and joy. Awesome.